Welcome everybody to episode three of Rick and Force's Feeding Frenzy. We've got a uh, all-star cast with us as usual. First off, starting with our executive producer, Rick, uh, Rick Wallace. How are you doing, mate? How's it going, Force? Good to be here, mate. Going well. Looking forward to a good show. Oh, as always, mate. We only do good shows as far as I'm aware. Of course. <laughs> and uh, two special guests with us. First, we have uh, captain of the women's sharks team, Mel Medham. You. <laughs> Everyone knows Welcome that. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Everybody knows who you are, that's right. <laughs> and uh, we have one of our special trainers with us today, uh, Caitlin Hull. G'day, Caitlin, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me today. Um, I'm actually the only trainer. Oh, you're the only yeah, trainer? Yeah, I'm the only trainer. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There we go. So we're, we're learning. Head trainer. Head trainer. Yeah, oh, yeah and um, Taryn's head physio. Head, head physio, okay, yeah. so we're learning stuff already. <laughs> so throw it over to you first, Rick. Uh, last week we had episode number two, and we were pretty excited because we had 65 people listen to our podcast. Yeah, pretty good. Second episode. Not well. bad. Good episode with um, Benny Fleck and Nathan Smith, who's fresh out of surgery that day. They spoke really well, and glad people are getting on board for us. Hopefully it just keeps building. Oh, that's exactly right. And of course, we'll do a quick shout out to Benny Fleck, mate. Keep those feet rolling because he'll be jogging listening <laughs> to this podcast. Now, as I said last time, we got pretty excited with 65. That was a pretty big number, um, especially considering, you know, when we sort of looked at it, uh, 22 people in each team. So once we got to 44, we thought, it was thought we'd reached our maximum. How many, view, how many views have we got now? Um, you've got the stats there. I've what got the stats, it? I know. <laughs> so we've, got, we've cracked the 200. 200. Oh, so we've right. got 200 the, overall. Between so 200, the two episodes. Between the two episodes. So I think the first one's got up to 90. Yeah. Uh, and the other one's on to 120 listens already. So that's uh, available wherever you get your podcasts now. We're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them, you can, you can find us. So that's pretty exciting. Right. Words out there. Yeah, Absolutely. a couple of friends around the place, Perth and... All that, I've listened to it and had some good feedback, so hopefully they continue to listen. Yeah, absolutely, and, and keep firing away questions at us as we get our guests uh, involved. So we'll throw over to Caitlin first, so uh, very excited to have you with us today. We thought we'd get some, um, you know, get some support staff in, because as Rick and I have sort of touched on the last couple of episodes, we do well as a club when our support base does well. And we thought we better we better do our uh, due diligence and getting somebody who really does a lot for the club. So, would you want to start off uh, as we've just touched on? You are our head trainer. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about what's involved in your role as head trainer? Um, I mean, there's a lot involved. There's not like it kind of varies week to week. Sometimes you're just like first point of contact, giving rub downs, kind of talking to the guys, telling them how to manage injuries training load and all that type of thing but then sometimes it's also too if they just want to chat like they're just coming into the change room like into the room that's in the change rooms and having a chat to you like you'll notice the guys that just kind of hang around have a chat and then walk out like that happens and I think that's the nice thing is you kind of build that relationship with them and it lasts so yeah that's really cool so basically um you, your official role is head trainer Yep, I think so. You think we're going with that? That's yeah. what we're calling it. <laughs> that's it, you know. So um, we're happy to have the head trainer on board with us tonight. Uh, and you also do uh, a little bit to do with the physio side as well, don't you? So you put the trainer vest on, um, the pink trainer vest on their game days and that yeah. sort of stuff. Do you do a bit of strapping as well? Yes, I do. Um, I basically do all the strapping for sixteens, Colts, and somewhat reserves. 
Depends if Taryn's around. Bloods, yeah. <laughs> for the Bloods. And um, Taryn does league because they're kind of more... Well, I could do league, but I find once you do the young ones, you're kind of tired by the end of the day. Yeah. And also, too, she has that knowledge. Like, I haven't been to physio school. I can't actually diagnose if someone comes to me and says, hey, what's this? Like, technically, in my role... I can't say that's a broken bone. Even though I've seen it lots of times and know it's deep down it's a broken bone, I can't tell you. So diagnostics isn't really your role as yet? Yeah. Is that something you're working towards? Are you trying to get towards uh, a physio role? or how do, what, is your, what is your goal with us here at the Sharks? My goal is to basically... Well, I'm going to be starting soon, so mm-hmm. I don't know the exact date, so I probably should, but half mid-year I'll be starting starting a Bachelor of Exercise and Sports Science. Okay. Yep, so the plan is to kind of work that into what I'm doing now, and then that way I'll look at moving to Perth later on, and then maybe working with a waffle club or maybe just a... Um, amateur club because you get paid for them that's a good thing okay and but the thing is is waffles more intense and you learn more and that will be my kind of placement because you have to do a certain amount of hours when you do and then from there I'll decide what I want to do okay that's interesting because I honestly thought the uh, amateur clubs you'd probably learn more because that's where we throw elbows and all that sort of stuff a little (laughs) bit more than the uh, professional guys but uh... they're more intense like they do a lot of basically after games you weigh them before and after to see how their um, hydration levels are and how much fluid they've lost. They do also too, like, because um, I was talking to a couple of tra- a head trainer cults from Subiaco when I did my level two, and they do fitness testing in cults. Like, that's only not that high level, but they still do that high level stuff and they do trackers and yeah. So you get a more uh, a larger exposure to sports science, obviously being involved with the waffle club than you would uh, at the amateur clubs. Is that sort of what we're yeah. Sort of touching base on yeah, Okay, cool. Yeah. Excellent. So um, you're going to be doing that later in this year, aren't you? You're going to be sort of stepping away from the Sharks later? No, no. No, not no, stepping away? No, I won't be stepping away. No. Okay, no. excellent. Good, because yeah. we love having you around. Thank you. Now, do you have much to do with the women's side at all? Yeah, I was a trainer for women's footy too. Excellent. Yeah. Now, um, I've heard that you have a specialist training uh, area, and that is that you, you want to be the head sledging coach. Is that correct? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. So what Great. sort of sledges would you recommend to someone like Mel who's going out there playing next year, going out there playing her second year of footy? Well, um, the best one that I've heard, I got it actually from my mum because she was involved with Williams footy, was your mum swims out to Navy boats. <laughs> <laughs> Just give Mel a couple of minutes to, to, to factor in that one. She's getting there. <laughs> wow, that is that is a shocker. Do you have any other uh, other any uh, any other really punchy ones you got there? Any, oh, any I other mean, goal? that's that's the best. That's one. a good one. But you, it depends. Like you've got to know it in the moment. That's the thing. Right. Like it just comes to you. So when, see your opponent. Yeah, you see your opponent, and you know, like you've got to go that personal, but not too personal. Because if you go too personal, next thing you know, there's a fist to your face. So it's a it's a it's a real art, isn't it? Sledging, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You've got to boot just, say just enough to um, get someone off their game, but yeah. not so much that you uh, get the fist in the face. Yeah. So I um, mean, you might want that, but I, I I really don't think many people will. But you never know. <laughs> so do you have any other advice that you throw at someone like Mel who's going out there playing footy? What else? Do, what other sledges or what other information does she need to know going out there? Um, 
I'm trying to think now. About just like get a kick or something. Yeah, get a kick, get a touch, <laughs> yeah. um, growl at them. Growl. And don't no. let them intimidate you. That's what I'd say. Half those girls you may look at and you go, they look intimidating, but they're not. I like, know more about the Especially some of the like royal I can do a growl. Can you do a growl? Yeah, I've accidentally growled. Accidentally growled <laughs> yeah, at yeah. something? Yeah. On the field? Um, yeah, it's just come out. Um, just helps me get through some of the... The tackles when I got five people hanging off yeah. me. Only just, five? Only five. <laughs> wow. That's you just growl and that's keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> people are around your legs like koalas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So, so growl is a big one, is it? Yep, growl. And kind of tuck yourself in and like, you know how rugby players kind of run? Like, you know, you got to get that kind of fierce look. Like you're a little, like oh, Scottish people kind of get it, yeah. Yeah, I'm in. She'll be in your ears for our next season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, excellent. So we're going to throw it to uh, to Mel. So you've just had a massive season. Um, your first season of football. Yeah. Uh, your first season as captain of the side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and your first win, all in one season. Well, our first and only win was throughout the season but we didn't get to the uh, end end there but got to watch a good grand final yeah it was a good grand final wasn't it was it? great it was awesome good cheering yeah now so it'd be great to be there next absolutely <laughs> we're penciling you in for next year <laughs> do it once you get the ground down of course yeah yeah <laughs> so um you mentioned a, uh, a good grand final um obviously played on the friday nights how do you find the friday night football so good yeah. yeah, we had mostly um, late games, starting seven. Um, so, yeah, didn't get the chance to play an early game and watch the opposition. But, yeah, just coming out there and everyone's already there. Everyone's amped and just watched a match, watched a game. So um, it was just nice to get around the girls and get out there. Get I think, the footy. yeah, it might have been... Your first game against Royals at Railways. Like yep. The guys finished training, went over to watch that. And yeah. it was just such a good atmosphere. Great like, atmosphere. Everyone was up there at the bar watching. It just felt like there was so many people there. Yeah. It was just must have been, yeah, great to just kickstart your season with that. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Looking around, I was like, whoa, this sport. Yeah. Look at all the people. And I just thought, it's definitely a community. And, um, yeah, Was it vibe. intimidating to see everyone? Um, oh, I did, oh, not intimidating because I was, um, I knew I'd be entertaining because of not having the experience. So if I had something to, to bring to the table, <laughs> then I would have been intimidated, but I was really like, okay, I've got some people here that might have a good, good laugh at whatever's about to unfold <laughs> for the first game. Well, I had the pleasure of uh, being the goal umpire for that first game. Yeah, yeah I did. Actually. Oh, that's right. I got roped in by uh, Cam Bergsma, so thanks, Cam. Uh, I remember seeing yeah, you down there. Yeah, past. That's right. Yeah. He's, he's ever organised as always. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I have to say, you know, uh, it's a very different game to the to watching, you know, what we traditionally call the men's football. Um, it's definitely played more on a ground level, and it's definitely a very physical game. Um, you know, it's not, not such an aerial game as what you'll probably find playing league. Rick, what were your mm. thoughts taking away sort of watching the women's footy? What did you think the difference was between the, the league and the uh, the women's side? Yeah, it's very contested. I think mean, a lot of tackles and, I mean, 
a lot of girls, it's the first season of footy and everyone's sort of swarming to that ball, going in and, you know, the ball's getting hacked around. But um, yeah. it is it can be quite skillful too. Um, and that, that'll come, the skill Yeah, will we come. have our moments. Yeah. Have some skill. There's, there's some actually some really good chains of play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is quite contested, a lot of, lot of tackles and, you know, just, just kicking it out and mm. um, just just getting that forward sort of surge mentality, you know, just getting it getting it going and, mm. and running after it sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, definitely a very similar game to sort of what we see in the Bloods, you know, it's more a physical game, more uh, congest- congested numbers on the ball sort of thing. So it's good to see... Early on, I think um, there's a few ladies out there who, despite being their first game of football, um, they're very comfortable using their body and their size and sort of, you know, muscling up, you know, putting the arm out, giving a push or a tackle and all those sorts of things. Coming from, you know, women who don't necessarily play contact sport growing up, yeah. um, it was impressive to see that some of these women just had the knack for it, you know? Do you think there was, mm. do, you, do you think you had some naturally talented players on your side? For sure. Yeah, it was good. I thought um, even just training and being told for the first time, all right, we're we're learning tackling tonight, and then there was a a large bag, and we had to tackle it down to the ground. I mean, we we just I had no grid for that, and a lot of the girls um, we were just like eyes wide open, like okay, I'm just gonna run and try and run through that and do it correctly and um, take it to ground, follow through. So um, at first. Yeah, we were getting used to continuing, um, like running through it rather than just like putting a shoulder and then bouncing back. And so when it came to um, our first game, uh, I suppose we just knew it was about to happen to us if we didn't lay the tackle. And so, yeah, we it became more instinctive and then we just thought, oh, here we are. We're playing footy now, we're just going to get used to this. <laughs> I think that's the interesting thing because me and Taryn talked about it is you guys have a real gap between kick and then, like, senior level. You don't have the juniors. You don't have the 16s and all that, like, that follow-through. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then it means you guys don't know how to tackle and there's more injuries mm. because of that and you're going there and having to learn and, yeah. Yeah, learn on the spot, definitely. Um, the feeling for for most would be, yeah, just the everything being fairly new experience <laughs> but we're, we're so keen to learn like yeah. there's one thing you you know was unmistakable if you rocked up to our trainings um everyone was just like all right teach us this game that we've watched um you know more so on on tv for most of our lives um and some have been in like you know playing footy when they were younger for sure and you could tell those ones because they had a good kick on them and they could connect the dots when needed so but um yeah for me with no experience I yeah it was just learning in the moment um and every training I'm just like soaking it in hoping that what I'm learning like in my brain would actually translate into the right thing and gee that took a little bit of time it was like (laughs) learning a bike and didn't even know how the ball spun properly and but I was yeah just keen to to just keep going keep trying yeah, great. Yeah. And you guys started pretty early, didn't you? You started in, is it no, what, yeah, December? November? November. Yeah, November. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty long pre-season, I yeah. suppose, but, you know, yeah. didn't feel like too soon starting then. It felt, you know, you were just re- ready to get into it or? 
Um, yeah, I guess it's yeah. just the nerves came with like, okay, I know yeah. a little bit in my head what to do, but then just to <laughs> just look down at my foot and go, oh, come on, like, I hope you kick it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I felt the no. disconnection a little bit between my brain and, and, um, and what was happening, but no, it was good. No, it's good. So stepping into your first year of football, um, obviously there's a lot of different skills that you, um, you know, you don't necessarily get in other games. Um, so you've got your hand pass, you, you shepherding, kicking, all those sort of things. Yeah. Which of those skills do you think is your favourite to sort of take away and go, I did that in a game or I, I like doing that at a training session? What, what, what do you really look forward to? Marking, probably. Marking? Um, yeah. Like, just, I just love going for it. Like, just get up there and try and grab the ball. Excellent. Um, and, but still the keeping my body in the right position and taking a strong mark, mm. I definitely realised I was, you know... Natural talent for it? Well, I wanted I wanted to have the natural talent for it, just leap up and grab it, but then realising that there's skill. And that, to be honest, that was everything, my introduction to footy completely was, oh yeah, you just grab the ball and you boot it, and then realising, actually no, this thing needs to spin correctly, and yeah. same with handballs, and um, so suddenly there was a lot more breaking it down and thinking, and then gameplay and shepherding and oh my goodness as soon as we get rid of that ball I'm still on the job still got stuff to do still got yeah. um, you know helping my team out so um, if I ever did anything good like you know mark or um, lay a good tackle or uh, kick it on whatever it was I my struggle was um, I'd get so excited that I did something that like my brain, <laughs> brain would go fuzzy <laughs> and I have to have a teammate like this is what you're meant to do next stop stop take those steps back you know take you know take your time and then kick it on or like you know just yelling at me different things shepherd so whatever it was I did feel like a headless chook at times but it was all excitement and yeah so you talk about that a little bit um sort of saying you've, you always had someone telling you what your next job was or your next role who were your leaders out there? Who were the people who, you know, they were they were part of your leadership group who always had, you know, the right answer for you for what to do next? What who did you look forward to? Well, I was more talking about like the voice of training that you know the night before that week because then yeah. like this is what was going through my head yelling at me to do. But definitely on field um, leadership uh, came from all directions. But it uh, we do have a leadership team of. Um, Steph and Annie, um, myself and Luke Pittman and then Cameron, of course. So we'd get together. Um, so we were in charge of um, back line and then midfield and then, oh, I forget all the names. I'm still learning footy. But um, <laughs> back forward, forward, yeah, 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 this one. Back line. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. So, um, yeah, but if, if one of us got a bit quiet, then it was great. Our team was, you know, they'd step up. I'd have other girls that weren't in those leadership roles that I would actually, I'd hear them like, Mel, where's your player? You know, if I was, um, had drifted away, but yeah, yeah. yeah no, so it was no. really good. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 So that was probably one of our, our other questions is obviously it's, I think the second Sharks women's team that we've ever had. Um, obviously it's a, it's a sport that's predominantly played by, by blokes, men, whatever you want. How do you feel stepping into uh, a side that's been sort of a, a team that's been a, a game that's been dominated by men, mm-hmm. and then stepping in as your first year? How did you feel about it? Was it um, was it exciting? Was it was were you nervous? 
did you did you feel did you feel at home straight away at the Sharks? Yeah, felt at home straight away. Um, I think for me, I the feeling is like what you want to do. You want to do the boys proud. <laughs> like that's my feeling. It's like oh, you just you admire what you've already been watching all that time, uh, and at the same time you've got that opportunity to join. So you know we're all frothing, but um, but then to actually do the club proud and and actually put in the time and the training and and just listening and learning it's both humbling because you you know for myself I didn't I don't know anything and yet I'm coming into a sport like you said um people have grown up in it and the boys and the and the guys have you know that's their that's their whole life their whole culture their um yeah what they're a part of so um but yeah just everyone's just got around us and made us feel at home and yeah us girls are just keen to keep improving and hopefully have a game where you know everyone's like whoa look at that it's an aerial game yeah it'll <laughs> so be awesome that would be very cool and and to be honest that's where we see you uh you heading you know the amount of work you girls put in on the training track was huge um i think we all managed to get down to a training session at least once or twice i know i, I did a couple with um with Berg's just kicking the ball around and stuff for the entries mm. and stuff, but uh, it was, the team was on the up and up from the get go. You know, yep. you girls had something to prove as far as we could see getting out there from the start. Yeah. Um, Caitlin, for you being a member of the training team and uh, well, sorry, being head trainer, <laughs> I got to I got to announce you properly. <laughs> um, how does the change room feel? Does it differ between when the boys are in there or when the girls are in there? Is it a, is it a similar vibe or is is there a difference? I mean, it, would, it depends because if you're comparing them to the league side, then the girls are all laughing and they're kind of, well, they're laughing and they're having fun. But the guys sometimes come in and they're very head down, focused. And that's the difference is you get that. But yeah. then you've got the cults and they're just there mucking around. Not serious, but not really serious. So it's that kind of each change room is different. And I think like sometimes you'll have change rooms and the guys will have the music blasted up and then sometimes they won't and it will be you can really hear it mm. and the girls will just chat like the guys do but the girls are just that higher pitch yeah, <laughs> yeah that higher pitch yeah <laughs> and like the guys are kind of that lower pitch and they can kind of yeah so so do you think the guys sort of um they're, they're sort of focusing more on, on the upcoming game or do you think it's more that the women are, are discussing it a bit more what, what, what do you think the difference is well, I think also too, like the women are kind of talking about how their day has been and all that. Like they kind of got that connection that they're like, how are you going? How are the kids and all that? And you're just kind of chatting around, not yeah. really talking about the game. Like you are, <laughs> but not like really in depth. But the guys, you see some of them and they'll have their headphones in and just like face down, mm. not talking because they're just thinking about the game. And I think that's also nerves too. Mm. They're just, that's their pre-game ritual is to do that. Unlike the girls kind of just having fun and they don't have that pressure like they do but they don't yeah. do you find that it's maybe that the women sort of maybe support each other more vocally do you think that might have something to do with it like if they're nervous they can voice the fact that they're nervous and do you find that you can do that mel can you go up to one of your girls and say you know look i'm really feeling nervous about this absolutely yeah yeah we Did check in with one another yeah and yeah. that's what the hearing so many conversations and it's really like uh there's a bit of you know we're setting that 
platform without realizing that hey are you okay you know that checking in for how their day's gone how their week's gone due to our <laughs> I was I was sharing with Cameron I was like yeah girls are you know we can be a bit different like um just at training when he's thinking oh my goodness how do how how were you focused and then you lost the focus yeah <laughs> so I happily said you know like oh yeah we are a bit different we um we can actually be thinking of like so many things at one time so we're hearing what you're saying and we're like sweet yep that that's how I'm gonna do that drill right in in five seconds but from now until that five seconds when I you know start running and doing the drill I can think of what I'm cooking for dinner um you know oh you know as my husband like I hope he put a band-aid on you know whatever it is um we can be actually thinking of a fair bit so quickly <laughs> so we can switch in and out so and so he laughed and he was like oh wow okay got a lot to learn I was like yeah, it's, it's just the way it is. So and sometimes yeah. it's also to that mentality. Like a lot of guys are now getting it, but like say if you cry and all that, like there's that whole being masculine. The stigma. Yeah, and like I think that's the thing is a lot of people think that footy clubs have that stigma, but they're yeah. starting to break it down, and I think that's a good thing. You also too like you see some guys and say if they're going through injury, like the other guys get around them too. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, and that's something we talked a little bit uh, with Ben about uh, last week. Uh, he was obviously talking about recovering from stress fractures in his foot. So he spent a lot of time... He actually spent, I think, he, he lost a whole year or a year and a half, I think, to footy. Mm. Uh, it, regardless, it was a long time. He lost a lot of time to footy. And we, we actually talked about his headspace a little bit there and um, you know what he, what he sort of did to get back into it. Because with the stress fracture, as I learnt having a chat with him, um, not, so, not something you can repair, you know, you have to just sort of wait it out, so to speak, and manage your, manage your workload and your running. Um, so it was impressive to sort of see that he was able to open up and have a bit of a chat about what he does, you know, what he, what he had to do mentally to get his headspace right, what he had to do to, you know, fuel his recovery with positive, with the positivity of he'll be back on the field despite the fact he might be getting around and everybody else is kicking the footy and he's not. But he also talked um, about how much just coming in and volunteering or doing something, staying involved with the club can sort of keep you on track. Because it's it's like asking them to come down to training or come down game day and they just kind of have a drink with you or something like that and they have that social interaction because it's really hard for them because once they get injury, they feel like there's no purpose to come down to the club. And then they lose those ties. And once they lose those ties to their friends, it's really easy to fall into a depression or, you know, anything like that. So, yeah. It's, it's pretty important. And I guess that's a, probably if uh, one of many things that we could probably learn from the women's side. You know, you, as you said, you're a very supportive uh, crew. And it's probably something that we should take away, you know, as much as you, you know, touched on wanting to look at playing more aerial footy, we should sort of focus more on being, you know, being accountable for one another whilst we're outside of training, do you yeah, know, or outside absolutely. of football. And maybe that's something, you know, that one of, as I said, one of many things that we can take away from your women's side. Yeah, we, yeah, I did, um, since I was new to footy and, and I got elected as captain and mentioned to the girls that I can't exactly bring skill to my leadership position yet, but, um, just wanted them to know that who they are is pretty important, um, not just what they bring in their skill set. And um, and I think as well, if people know that in life, that, oh, you're an important person, not just what you do, but you're just being who you are. 
is pretty important that that value um it can really boost them so when they go through hardship with like injury or other stuff goes down they don't just have to drop off the radar completely or feel like i've got nothing to offer Mm. um so yeah i feel yeah pretty passionate about um that and making sure the girls know that at least and yeah it's good that's impressive now, you talk about uh, not being able to bring skill necessarily to, to the footy. Um, now, as far as I've been told, you did quite a bit of homework watching <laughs> lots of games of footy and yeah. trying to learn. Uh, which club really excited you out of the Women's League so far? Or, or, was, it, or was, it, was, it, was it the AFL in general? Who, who were you looking for? Who were your mentors? So, yeah, at the time I was um, oh, far out, I was watching everything. Um, I was watching AFLW, heaps of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had my favourites. I had like I was just watching all the girls actually for what the they seemed. Um, there was different. There was the twins that play for Carlton, um, and they are just so tough. Like there's just watching them the whole season. Just whatever was thrown at them, they just um mm. be fine. Um, and then obviously Taylor Harris. Um, and her marks, just watching how she did things. And then some of the girls that look a bit more like, you know, strong. Um, I was watching them and how they tackled and how fierce they were on the field. So um, club-wise, I wasn't... Um, I'm a West Coast Eagles supporter, so that AFLW team joins 2020. So the derbies begin. Oh, um, yeah. But I was I watched the Freo game. Yep. Um, live, went up to Freo and watched... And, man, that inspired me. I hadn't even started. I'd just been... I don't even think I'd started playing... You did it in your speech, didn't you? You talked about it. Yeah, yeah probably did. For your captain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, watching the girls, I was... They were so fierce. And never saw them recoil. And that's what I just went, this is amazing. But at the <laughs> same time, I went, how, how do they do that? So every time they went for the ball, it was they did not... Um, didn't hesitate yeah Uh and I really admired it and at the same time when they got their goals and they would scream out to the crowd and roar and growl yeah I was (laughs) like whoa (laughs) who are these women so it was pretty cool yeah just inspired by the whole the whole group was watching all the teams and seeing different strengths of them so you mentioned West Coast moving into the um, AFLW next year do you have any? Do you, are you following that side very closely? Have you got any favourites out there so far? Or are you looking at any of the ladies who are playing for West Coast yet? Or are we not that much of a fanatic? Yeah, there's there no nah, there's there's a couple of girls that um have been drafted, um but the rest are still I don't know if they've announced any more. There's quite okay. a few Dockers, ex Docker players. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's a lot. Yeah, there's heaps of movement yeah. between the clubs. So I'm also just I'm so intrigued. I wish I could be a fly on the wall just at how. They navigate that, you know, just so much movement as they bring in some new clubs. I think there's St Kilda as well coming in 2020. But, um, yeah, enjoying watching who's going where. And, um, <laughs> of course, the, the superstar Aaron Phillips for the Crows. The Adelaide Crows. Yeah. The mighty Forces Adelaide Crows. Forces team over here. <laughs> That's oh, right. yeah. The mighty <laughs> Adelaide. Yep, yep. They were pretty mighty in 2019. So watching her as well, I was like, flip, man. And just, yeah. She's such about. a role model, isn't she? Like kids, just what she's been able to do. Just yeah, know, puts her head down, trains hard, and executes well. And I was like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And seeing the girls, I know a point of, um, I guess you know you hear a bit of banter about oh these girls have been into the other sports and yeah. now they're just hopping across to AFL and 
um, I fully understand that 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 is what is happening. But um, I suppose girls, um, when there has been that gap between Auskick and whatever else till they get to that age, um, they have gone into their other sports and then been really, really good at them. And then now that the opportunity is there, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool seeing them come across even though they're leaving those other sports. Or some girls are even juggling both, which doesn't look too good when you've been a, you know, true blue footy player. But I think the mental side of footy isn't for everyone, for girls. Mm. Um, and even my daughter has just started Auskick and, and she's um, six. And I was just watching her and I thought, oh, I can't actually imagine her going all the way through just to click my fingers and know that if she loves it yep she'll make it through because there's so much um that um I'm thinking from my own point of view being a girl that that you have to work through um just like I mentioned before the different emotions <laughs> moods that can be a challenge and then um obviously your your body isn't total armor yeah. <laughs> um and the mental side of it as well, being okay to take some of those hits that I've watched on TV and go, wow, and get back up and go, I love this sport. Um, just is going to, some girls would need to figure that out and some would actually maybe even be great at AFLW and then just go, not last long is what I'm saying. Yeah. So if that happens, I understand. I'm thinking, I don't know all the reasons, but if it if they can't mentally just do that for the next, you know, how we see men's, where they lock in and, you know, I can understand. Yeah. And I think what you're talking about too, you, um, you mentioned uh, people playing multiple sports, especially at professional levels. Mm. Um, I think, and maybe you might agree with me, it's something we're going to see a lot of until we see the wage gap between men's and women's sports stars uh, close in a little bit. You know, um, the average netball salary, I don't think, was above $30,000 last year. Um, can't quote me on that one, but um, just just from what I have followed, mm. there is a there is a large wage gap. So for people who are saying fit for a um, for a seasonal sport, so true. it makes sense, I think, you know, for women to be jumping across into multiple sports and making a living wage out of it. I That's how I personally see it myself. You're right. Actually, there's... Um, oh, I think she's on the crows... Um, team as well and I think she's a doctor uh, I, I want to say a name but I'll probably get it wrong um, but yeah have and, a stab and we'll, we'll oh, fill in the blanks Jess later. Foley but oh, I could be wrong that does sound vaguely but, but there's you know just, just there's her. one that's a boxer too like she does oh yeah Taylor's yeah. a boxer so there's different ones that have a lot on their plate and they're talking about when they train and it's like seriously yeah. fitting it in and, and then they got yeah family and then you know if someone has kids as well just recovery wise um yeah just thinking of what's there and like you said as soon as that that salary is a bit lower Mm. then they're unable to focus on it completely and yeah so you're right if that if that changed um but i think the exciting thing is is no matter what girls are just going to be like how can i whatever it takes i just want to get good I want to prove myself and and yeah for me um I remember helping a mate doing um putting color bond like roof sheets on for like seven months back in the day when I was like I don't know 19 or something oh so about three weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> oh, 31 now 31 oh. yeah um so yeah and he 
he didn't have any workers and he was like, oh, Mel, I know you like the outdoors and, you know, you look all right, pretty strong. Do you mind helping me out? And I said, yeah, sure. So I helped and, but yeah, I, I definitely just went far out. I have so much respect for guys and their trades and what they do. Like my hands are just, they're just not as big. They're, you know, I was getting all the, the cuts and over time that didn't bother me and I was fine and like using the snips and like everything was fine but it was still the understanding of like wow like our bodies are so different and I just admired like the physic physicality so I think even though um for myself if if I could just um you know rewind and then I was keen to be in AFLW and do everything it took I still have a healthy respect and love watching men's footy and just their capabilities and things like that. So however best I could showcase my talent and, and my teammates um, the best we can do, I'm sort of not after the comparison game as such as like trying to be exactly like the boys because, yeah, there's we've got our differences and it's cool to admire both, really. Yeah. That's a pretty great way of looking at it, to be perfectly honest. And I guess the other thing as well, it must be exciting for you having a daughter. Uh, I could say this for myself as well, just knowing that, if she wants to, mm. now it is available and you can take it all the way to yep. the top level, yep. play for your state and, and be in the AFLW. Is that an exciting sort of prospect for you to looking at your daughter playing Ospec, Ozkick? For sure. If she wanted to, yeah. The door's open. It's the there. The door's open. You know, the prize, is, the prize is there, the carrot's there. Yep. It's it still early done. days too, so you don't know how... Like, it's probably going to build too. Like, it's going to grow and it's going to transform into a wider range of sport. Like, it's not... Like, at the moment, they're just basically getting it up and running. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully it will grow. Like, soon we might be able to get, like, maybe Colts. But in women's, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do see... um, In more more local country towns now, we're seeing women playing football more often... Um, I've actually got two sisters over in Manjimup at the moment, um, and they're both playing football for the uh, Manjimup Imperials in the under-13s and under-16s competition. So cool. we are seeing more ex- uh, people getting more ex- uh, inclusive of women playing football. Mm. But do you think, as you were talking about before, the difference between women playing sports in between Auskick and uh, football, then coming back to football, and as you said, not knowing those basics that we learn you know through our, our, our 16s through the cults sort of years do you think we need to see specifically people uh, women playing in their own league or do you think that they have something to gain from playing in the men's league I mean that's a really hard question to answer yeah like you have to put in that's why we asked it. yeah you have to put in so it depends how you want to look at it if you want to look at it from a medical perspective like look at it from a medical point of view or if you want to look at it as a player development point of view. Well, you're in a very unfortunate situation where you're wearing two hats at this situation, yeah. aren't you? So yeah. you, you can give us the so, best insight into both. Okay, so if we're looking at a medical point of view, you'd probably say you would have to factor in how the boys are growing, how tall the boys are, their muscles and all that. Like you'd have to, how they're going to hit, but you have to factor in the girls like... Um, like how they've been taught to tackle, like their level of expertise. Like also too, girls are more likely to get ACL injuries than men and okay. all that. And like also too, like because um, they don't know how to fall and they don't know also too because of how our pelvis is, 
we're naturally not kneed because we have a wider um, pelvis and that means our knees are at a certain degree that they're more likely to get hit and then just give way. So that's what you need to take into account. And yeah, like you wouldn't put Mel against Rezzy's. I wouldn't put her in there because I feel like some of those guys would just hit her or that would be too soft. Like that's what you need to kind of think about. Okay, but the, before we go into the to the other side of the question, which is obviously uh, player development sort of side of things, yeah. how do you factor the, the the young women playing the game? How do you factor them into state? So, if, say for example, we decided that um, women up to the age of sixteen were able to play in the under thirteens division based on, as you were saying, the different sizes in muscle and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. How much do you think that's going to affect their mental state sitting there playing? playing in a boys league where maybe they're getting a direct comparison and this and and you know they might be having boys saying oh I'm only 13 but I'm a better footballer than you and you're 16 for example how do you think that's gonna play into it what do you what do well, you think we have to it's do about probably, that like it depends because you know Logan Robinson she played for railways in the 16s I'm pretty sure and she was pretty good but if you're not someone who can mentally take the hits and just get up then you're gonna struggle if you're not someone who's also too used to being around boys you're gonna struggle like if you're not used to that whole mentality like if that makes sense because yeah. guys when you're the only girl in a room full of guys you've got to be okay with that like that can be daunting to some girls so that's what you need to also to take into account the whole how is this individual going to cope mm. yeah okay and I feel pretty comfy. <laughs> yeah. guys, but I, yeah. I still think, um, yeah. yeah. Like I did when I was in year 11, I did woodwork. And I was the only girl in that woodwork class. Mm. And when you're, because you're also too, you're going through that stage in your life where you're kind of discovering boys, but you're also too, it's got that level of awkwardness. Like that's what also too is going to be there. And being, you're a teenager, so you're not like, you don't have that adult knowledge too, that's the thing. So that's what you've got to factor in is you've got a teenage girl in a room full of teenage boys who do dumb shit. Like literally, I remember once I walked into the room and the guys just had a nail gun to stand five metres away and just shooting it at the wall. Oh, so that's God. what you, you're... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's right. The mental uh, growth of the, of, of the young boys is something we'll have to take into account. So do you think at this stage... Do you think the, the aim will be to go for separate leagues? Do you think that's the safest bet? Or do you think it's something we need to sort of study a bit more? I mean, probably study a bit more, I'd say. And also to, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't make it my call. I would probably, like, yeah, it's hard also too because you can say in a perfect world we want all these leagues, but is it going to happen? Like, are we, do we have the funding to do it? Do we have the resources? So that's also too, it's... Yeah, yeah that's pretty important. It, it, is, it is a loaded question. Yeah. And as I said, we like asking the hard questions here. Yeah. Um, so you touched on, obviously, how, how a woman would feel in the, in the change room, you know, especially if you said one of the only women uh, hanging around with a sort of uh, a, a group of boys. Um, and that sort of leads us over to our next question uh, for you, Mel. So obviously your games were mostly played predominantly on your... Oh, well, as far as I know, they were all played on Friday nights. Yeah. Um, and you also had the Sharks boys knocking off for our trainings uh, as you guys were getting ready for to, to get into your game. Yeah. How did you find sharing, obviously, the one changer? Was there any dramas there? Or was there anything that made you girls feel uncomfortable? Um, 
I think some of the girls were if if there was um after, I'm trying to think before yeah before the game getting or before training getting ready or after training I don't know whenever um different layers are coming off <laughs> there was um a few girls that were aware if there was boys that were you know hanging around more in the sitting looking direction <laughs> rather than busy <laughs> so yeah I guess um there was some that were like oh you know do you need to do you need to be here you just chilling <laughs> so there was those conversations um uh but that was very occasional and I think there was there was a lot of mutual respect really and and we even just being able to train um on a couple of occasions with the under 16s um we just just saying g'day to the boys and and them getting to know our faces so if you were crossing paths in the change room you're a bit like you know keeping out of each other's way and um definitely hello is anyone in the bathroom showers <laughs> um, before i come in yeah so it was it was yeah navigated pretty well that's, that's good to hear I mean, yeah. we had uh, obviously train um sorry support staff like uh Skinny going in and out of there as well. He obviously runs the water bottles for all of our leagues. Uh, and it was something that he sort of mentioned to me, you know. He wanted to make sure that he was doing his utmost to be respectful. Do you think going into next year that some of the women might feel more comfortable, and even you yourself, if there was an allocated time where nobody was in the, lab, in the room except for you girls getting changed, for example, or, or showers or those sorts of things? Do you think that would you would benefit from something like that? Or do you think we're... Do you think it's something that we don't really need? What do you feel? What? How do you feel about it? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, that straight out would is more comfortable. But um, but when we're when we're focused and there's things that we're you know getting organised or it's just you know we're not there to hang out together. You, I didn't notice to be honest. Um, who was walking in and out? It was more when um, yeah. If you if there was just people on the benches just sitting there, you just like oh okay, this is slightly awkward, but. Yeah, if we if we had allocated time, um, that that's going to be great. But if not, we'll just keep the communication levels up, and um, you know we 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 can all grow on. Um, yeah, just respect each other's space. Yeah. And yeah, I walked in a few times to the bathroom, and there'd be like a dude just walking out. I was like, I'm sorry, man. He's like, Oh, it's fine. I'm like, Yeah, but oh, sorry about that. <laughs> you just forget because you just you're just there to you know you're getting ready or you're off you go, you, you got things to do, places to be. It definitely sounds like a good conversation that we could have with the, um, with the, with the, the club and the committee. You know, it sounds like something pretty simple to, to organise and if, if that's going to make women want to come into footy and feel more comfortable and more than anything, feel at home in that change room because yep. at the end of the game, you know, Big Rick, I'm sure you'll understand, that's somewhere where you go, you hang your heart out after you've had your loss or you, you're all up and about when you've had your win. Yeah, you know it's supposed to be home for all of us. Yeah, and I think that's if it's as simple as having a conversation and making a bit of time, it might be something we might need to look at. Yeah. Do you think that's going to make it's going to draw more people across the football? Oh look, but, yeah, we can. We, you know, if we get a different bunch and there's different dynamics, we can definitely, yeah, look at that. Otherwise, um, it is kind of nice once everyone's in there and whether there's a loss or a win and and you do look around and you see the guys are all all surrounding you for the the chats and stuff that's cool as well so it it really is only if there was a moment that is allocated for getting changed or something that you know that if someone felt uncomfortable besides that when it's just there's the chats and the you know 
there's nothing <laughs> nothing deep laid going on then that's fine <laughs> Excellent. We thought it might be a bit of an interesting topic to bring up. Yeah. Uh, the other one that we have to mention as well is Leah's uh, thrown this one out to us, and that's a an acronym on the group chat known as an NP. NP. Have you have you had discussions about the nervous poo with a, with quite a few of the women? <laughs> that is the best. How did I miss that? How did I miss that? Oh, that's brilliant. Um. Oh, damn it. I missed that on the chat. You missed it on the chat? I missed the NP. Or maybe I just... I missed it. Maybe I just thought it was said, said no, non-player or... Uh, oh, no, no problem. problem. No problem. No oh, problem. maybe it wasn't. So nervous boot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I that mean, was a bit of a code one that we all got about thrown it. at. So might have to get onto that one for next year. Done <laughs> deal. We'll do. It's like the Bloods hashtag. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. The Bloods hashtag. Although that's a, that's a different one. That's got nothing to do with using the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a setup for one of our plays. Um, now, Rick, we're going to throw across to you. We're going to go to the league action for a bit of a chat there. Um, so we're, we're talking Friday night, a uh, game against uh, North Albany. So obviously it's our traditional derby. We used to share a ground with those boys, um, I think, three years ago now? Three yeah, years 2016 ago. was our last year. Was it? Yeah, yeah, so we had, a, we had a pretty good relationship with the North Albany crew. Um, and they are a good bunch of boys to play footy against and play footy with. Uh, Friday night, we're running out of that field, um, obviously just following off the, the uh, women's grand final. How did you guys feel leading into that game? Oh, it was great. Yeah, we are excited all week. And I suppose we've built a bit of a rivalry with North Albany, um, playing there last year at their home ground under lights and, you know, after the women's game and then, of course, this year. Um, yeah, we really look forward to it. And hopefully this sort of um, tradition can continue. Um, but yeah, we'll, we're really amped. Like there was heaps of people there for the women's rocked up at, oh, pretty early. Couldn't get a parking spot. It was that busy. And as soon as I walked in, I just got super excited. There's just people everywhere. Um, it was an awesome night for it. And, um, yeah, no better club to go head to head with than the reigning premiers, North Albany. So yeah, it was, it was a great night. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. I mean, you look at the bar, the bar was going off. The poor ladies and uh, a few gentlemen behind the bar were absolutely working their butts off that night. They definitely earned their keep that, that evening. Uh, now, we ran out to uh, a bit of music for the first time. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we ran out to a bit of Powderfinger, which was uh, decided uh, last week's podcast. Yeah. So do you think we're going to see that sort of sticking around? Do you, th- do you reckon that was uh, well received so. by the boys? Yeah, I think I was on the massage table when you came in and just yeah, confirmed that it was going ahead and got pretty excited. The boys loved it. Sorry I could keep, keep that going every yeah. home game. Um, sound was great. You could hear, you know, all the fans were getting into it as well. And just like, oh, we're on here, boys. <laughs> this is it. This is awesome. And you guys actually went out there and looked really exciting, especially in that first half. Um, what did the boys think of your song choice, more importantly? Oh... They liked it. They liked it? Yeah, I think so. Did I heard a few people saying, oh, this is cool, like, you know, as we're running out, so I reckon, I reckon keep it going. Excellent. Do you reckon yeah. that's, um, do you reckon that song you want to run out to for the rest of the season, or do you think we're going to mix yeah, it up a bit? Go. Other songs, Beautiful Day. Beautiful Day, would you mention that one? Yeah. I reckon chuck that in. Chuck that in next. Just see how we go. Yeah. Do you think we need a theme the song as a yeah. club, or do you think we should have one for each grade? Um, good question. I can mix it up. 
just with a few and just sort of see what works. Yeah. One for each grade's an idea, maybe. Yeah. Or just one as a whole. But yeah, you just keep trying them. Excellent. What happens? So Mel, you've obviously got a very important uh, role on your shoulders uh, as our spokeswoman for the uh, women's side. What song do you see your you your girls running out to uh, when we play home games on a Friday night? Oh man, I'm imagining that girls would um, love some hip hop. <laughs> what what sort of songs are you going to learn? There's Just a list. Just put you on that, the spot. No, there's a list that's been made. <laughs> Is um, there? Yeah. That that we play in the change room, so I can I can get the info for you. Oh, the there was a bit of Cardi B on there. Was there? Yeah. Yep. Bit of who? Cardi B. Oh. You might. <laughs> yeah, you might. Maybe not. You might. You might not want to. Sorry, that. Really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not. Do we have any Beyonce? I enjoyed that um, Powderfinger song. Yeah. Do we have yeah. any Beyonce? I'll have to have a look at the whole playlist. Surely yeah. there has to be Rihanna, Rihanna in there. Okay. Yeah, Rihanna's a big favourite of Big Richter's. He loves, uh, loves a bit of Rihanna. Um, maybe, uh, I don't know, who runs the world or something like that from Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> definitely have a look into it. But um, it was a bit, of a, it was a bit of, uh, bit of a trial that we threw in there. Um, how did you girls feel? Uh, you, Caitlin, were you, were you present on that game? Which the Friday night game yeah, against grand final, yeah. grand final yeah. Grand final. How, how did yeah. it feel to you girls out there? You, you, I think you uh, in the moon scene were sitting in a, a bit of a group there, Mel. Um, yeah. What did you girls think of it as we're running out? As you boys were running out? Mm. Loved it. Loved it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was awesome. With the, we were right next to the speaker as well. So, yeah. When, I think it was Renee um, that ran over and was like, hey, can we have that? Yeah, actually, I got asked why. Awesome. I got asked why you girls didn't have it to begin with, so I got in trouble there. Uh. <laughs> but actually, having said that, during the uh, during the majority of the women's season, I had twisted Jeffrey's arm into getting the uh, the rest of the gear that went went together. So uh, I wasn't able to do it up until very recently. So um, yeah, it's a bit, bit unfortunate, but we'll we'll definitely lock lock it in for next year. I think. Oh, that'd be next great. Year, he'll be there. We had the jaws. <laughs> Theme song. Jaws theme song did get mentioned a few times. Yeah. That was playing at one point. Yeah, I thought that Snake put that on in the change rooms before yeah. the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone got on a bit. Yeah. Something could uh, trial. Yeah, definitely <laughs> trial that one as well. Uh, another pavement of, of uh, both of ours actually yeah. is the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah. You know, the oh, old Hunters uh, and Collectors. I don't think mm. you could pick a more footy song than the, than the Holy Grail. You know, it used to come on before the footy started, back when it was on Channel 7 in the early 2000s. Yeah. No, that's it. Channel 10 song. Yeah. Um, oh, was it Channel 10, was it? I think it yeah, I think it was 10. Yeah. Um, but if you played that for a little bit and, you know, get the crowd involved, then we run out. Then you run out to maybe a different song. Yeah, maybe. Or Ooh. start with that and then Ooh. have a transition, maybe. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Get yeah. 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 you got to get the beat to drop, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be up there. That's something we could probably throw out to our DJ from the night. I don't know if anybody <laughs> managed uh, to make their way upstairs, but uh, we had the, J- the DJ, Jared Shelton, up there, and he actually does a lot of work over at Studio 146. So he, uh, very skilled DJ, he, and he also did Tracy's birthday. So Tracy Blazkow had her birthday party on the Saturday night following. Um, so before we forget, actually, better throw out a quick happy birthday to Tracy if you are listening, which she will be. Anything to do with sharks, she's involved with. So yeah, happy birthday, Tracy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> From birthday. all the listeners of the club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think we've just about wrapped up 
all of our questions for tonight, Ricky. I think so. Just going to throw it back on yourself, mate, about the Razzies game, or the oh, Bloods, Bloods game, game, sorry. Very um, exciting game. On Sunday. Yeah, just talk us through that. Uh, so that was a huge game for us because we ran out there with no expectations. I think we took a little bit of... Uh, Bit of a leaf out of both of yours and Jake's book about starting out there four quarters, you know, scores a level at the start of the game. And first quarter, we were just on. Everything about it was just right. You know, Ricky uh, Inman was winding back the clock. You know, he looked at looked like young legs out there and <laughs> put a few goals in there. Um, the, the side really gelled together quite well. Uh, fitness held up a little bit longer than what it had done the last couple of games. We walked into the change rooms and, and there was a few people and I think I've got to dob myself in for this one but getting a little bit excited at half time saying, you know, this is an exciting place to be. Uh, probably didn't focus on the job at hand so much. Um, we let the lead slip a little bit leading into the third quarter. I think we're only in front by about eight points in, uh, at the start of the fourth. So we, we sort of let it slide a little bit and then um, between a few, uh, I'm sure there's a few people who are sort of upsetting themselves, maybe a personal error here and there and a few uh, communication issues uh, in the forward line, unfortunately. Um, meant that we didn't actually score another goal, I don't think, in that fourth quarter. Um, so I think we've all got a bit to work on, not only skills-wise, but as a team. But uh, end result, unfortunately, which, uh, as uh, Red pointed out to us, uh, was our best result against North Albany, though, from so far. So it was we, when he, uh, we lost that game by one point kicked on the siren. Seven wow. seconds seven seconds to go, there was a ball up in the opposition forward fifty and all they had to do was swing, scores level. All the boys on the bench were talking about what would happen if it was a draw and yeah. yeah. I think we were getting ready and then That's happened. exactly right. And then it just swung through for that final point and unfortunately uh you know we we, we didn't manage to get the job done. Uh I think, you know, there was a few things as I said, there was a few communication issues in the forward line where you know, um, set shots should have been taken. Um, there was a few, uh, few personal issues. Some people have to work on, uh, especially we, uh, we've got to we've got to focus on language a lot this year, and also um, remembering that we have to love the umpires, as Jeffrey always tells us. Must love the umpires. Must not swear at them, especially during the umpires round. They're going to be a little <laughs> bit harder on us. Um, and I'm sure there's a few people who walked away sort of saying, "If only I had of, mm. yeah. then maybe we would have." But... Connie was saying that at the end of the game. Yeah. If only he'd kicked a goal and yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Think, so yeah, as you said, our best effort against North Albany, always such a strong second side. And in recent years well they've always always had us, but to, to go toe to toe with them for four quarters and nearly pinch it from them, I mean it's go go give yourself a pat on the back for that. Absolutely. And and the whole side does, but I guess at the end of the day, as as I said, with the few issues working on there the only thing that we can keep saying and we, and we do keep saying is get on the training track and, and iron them out Great. and you can see how the bloods have progressed like they're only going to get better that's the thing mm. Mm. exactly that's right that's the sharks that's only the sharks. going to get better only going to get better <laughs> they're going to keep going up and up now um, lucky you, you've paused me there Rick because we have forgotten to, to throw one thing out to the women's side and that is the upcoming lip sync battle Oh, mm. yeah, is what, there? what date's that? Oh, so. I don't have the official date on me, but it is it is well, upcoming. Probably got to start thinking about your lineup, which girls you want. And yeah, keep in mind that this is a competition, all right. <laughs> and it is between all the grades. Challenge accepted. So, oh, that's right. You've heard it first here. 
Mel has accepted the challenge on behalf on behalf <laughs> of the women's side. <laughs> so basically, it's as it's as as uh, you may have seen on the TV show, the lip sync battle. So you you and a group of your closest friends will get up there and do a couple of songs or a song or two, maybe. Sounds great. Um, have you got any in your mind at the moment? Maybe for some from your playlist. Cardi B. <laughs> um, Caitlin's, I think, Beyonce. just actually she's ready. She she's just signed herself up. Yeah, she's representing the uh, yep. the women's side now with yep. Cardi B. I'm doing it. <laughs> all right, so we gotta we'll, do a dance too. Yeah, we'll bring, out. We'll, we'll bring out. We'll bring out. We'll bring out. We'll bring out. Gotta be all into it. So. Yeah, <laughs> I got some girls in mind as well. Excellent. So you want to name some names? Um, Chloe Kirby. You better be listening. Um, Renee has. She can dance. Renee Cunningham. Um, definitely the duo Steph and Britt, they're in. Um, Is there a limit to how oh, many yeah. are in? Yeah. No, you can I'll just keep. I'll oh. just, I've got it. I've Back got up it. dances too. Yeah. Back up oh, dances, look, you know, dances. We could do a choir. You know what we could do? Line them all up and have them all doing arms and all that. Yeah, prepare yeah. to be entertained. Oh, we will. <laughs> Excellent. So you got a few names in there. you got a, maybe two songs in mind? I don't, as yet. Okay. But don't worry, I'll work on it. All right, so yeah. you're going to get on that group chat and get everybody organised? That's it. Now, we're also going to make sure that we throw the uh, the Rick and Forces feeding, feeding Frenzy over to your group chat so you can get everybody involved listening to our um, to our podcast. Done. Um, thank you both very much for uh, coming out and speaking with us today. We've, I think we've learned a lot about our, uh, our head trainer, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being a part of it. And obviously, we've learned a lot from you as well as the captain of the women's side now. So thank you very much for coming and joining us. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks. Really good, guys. And hopefully, we can, uh, we can get you in again by the end of the year or even into next year as uh, hopefully, you know, you, we both find homes here and stay here for a very long time. Yep. yep. Done. So, Rick, uh, another successful podcast as far as I'm concerned. What do you reckon? At three, went well. Ladies' night. No, oh, it's good. That's right. So we're gonna we're... do face masks next. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, you're up first, course. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess uh, at the end of the podcast, there's only one thing to say, and that yeah. is up the sharks. Can't sharks. Up the sharks. Up the sharks. <laughs> <laughs>